you're listening to the change podcast change is an acronym that stands for christ heals anchors nurtures guides and empowers and the idea is if you're going in day in day out and things are just not working for you like whether it's your finances or your relationships or anything of that sort your your physical health and things just aren't working for you change something what's the definition of insanity if you uh keep doing the same thing over and over again without many changes and you're expecting a different outcome each time that's insanity but the best way to change is by yielding to the holy spirit empowered by the blood of jesus my name is john davis and it's been a it's been a minute it's been a couple of weeks since we posted an episode i'm trying to get a weekly cadence going on here but you know life happens um change happens and it's okay uh you know god is good he's been introducing things into my life and causing me to have to um make adjustments and uh, reconsider for the ninth time or 20th time or the 72nd time um how i'm approaching my daily schedule etc how i'm approaching my mornings, my evenings, and each day is a challenge, but uh, it's been good because um, I learn each day, I discover more about my weaknesses and my strengths and about his strength. And uh, anyway, so I uh, today is just going to be just me today. Um, I'm hoping to get some friends in here to just sort of uh, be another sounding voice while we still just go through teaching and thoughts about things, not necessarily their testimonies, but just having another voice in the mix. But today it's just me and I'll, I'll you know, it's, it's okay. Um, I've got plenty on my own. It's been a, it's been a journey guys. Um, I'm still on a, quite a journey and I'll be getting into this more later but i am very much in a wilderness season and in the wilderness um there's a lot of processing and there's a lot of contemplation and uh reflection and so i want to um i want to kind of rewind i want to just basically talk about what some of the stuff that uh God has been kind of surfacing lately over the last few weeks. When I um, when I went to Georgia a couple months ago, about two or three months ago, I had already been nudged by the Lord to start this podcast. And he made it pretty clear to me that, uh, I shouldn't say this podcast, but to start sharing what he has he wants me to share on video uh, in in vlogging in vlogs anyway i i hadn't really moved forward like i planned and then i got called out to to georgia to meet with a fellow uh his name is ravi and i'm not going to reintroduce uh his background but basically he had a prophetic word and he was basically it was basically, he's looking at me, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're supposed to be doing a podcast. I didn't know the guy very well. 
Yeah, we we hadn't been talking. But he was basically affirming, confirming that God wanted me to move forward. And so here I am. I'm, I'm, I don't mean to ramble on about this podcast because that's actually a boring topic and just to talking about what you're listening to. But the, the, I do want to mention that this came up again, sort of in an indirect way, after having gotten started. So my parents, um, before I went to Colorado Springs, my parents had a visitor. My parents just celebrated their 60th anniversary which is awesome, by the way. Oh, and you know what? As I mentioned, the 60th anniversary, I was going to have a vlog about, sorry, a podcast about them. I was featuring them. I did a wonderful recording with them. I lost the audio. Very sad. I will probably try to do that again sometime, but it was specifically about their, you know, due to the fact that they had their 60th anniversary on July 2nd, and that recording was on July 4th. I was very much bummed that I didn't get that uh, recording published. But anyway, the, the day that we were celebrating their anniversary, we had uh, ordered some Texas Roadhouse food. We were eating. And we just finished our food when we got a knock at the door. And my parents' friends showed up. And we let them visit. And I disappeared. Took a nap. I was awakened I think I was awakened or else I just woke up. But anyway, I got a phone call from my mother. She was saying, hey, come back over here into the into the house because this couple wants to, uh, they have a, a prophetic word for you. Okay. So I head on over there and um, the lady gives me a prophetic word. And so at this point, I had already been publishing podcasts, a couple, a few of them. And... So I was excited about that moving forward, but this is this is basically what I remembered of it. The word was this. There's so much more that I have for you to do. When I tell you to do something, obey me. Not when somebody else tells you to do it. Obey me without hesitation. Don't doubt. Don't say to yourself, no, I won't do that. I won't go there. I won't speak with them. I won't deal with them that person, or I won't go that far. Do everything I tell you to do. My strategies work. Everything I would have you do will work. Your obedience will lead to blessing. Don't try to be someone else. Be who I purposely designed you to be. And she said something else that was personal that I won't, I won't quote here. I took this, honestly, as a bit of chastisement. Um, <clears throat> the uh, Specifically regarding, you know, if I tell you to do something, obey me. Not when somebody else tells you to do it. Like this vlog. <laughs> I was, has, I hesitated. And I had to fly out to Georgia to get a, a kind, a kind, wonderful kick in the pants to say, move forward. Um, you know, he chastises those who lo he loves. Um, I also take this as forewarning, you know, that I'm going to, I, I, 
Well, first of all, rewind. I know that I have had many times where I've had unction to do a thing, to talk to somebody, to go to a place. And I hesitated. And in my hesitation, I started doubting that this is actually God. And I would flat disobey. That's happened a few times, even recently. My prayer recently has become often that God would um, bring clarity of his voice, that I would, I would have discernment, clear discernment of his voice, that I know that I know that it's him who's giving me unction so I don't doubt who, where it's coming from. And so I have no excuse on the obedience. And I really, really want to be obedient. I believe that he knows what he's doing and I'm trusting and asking for his patience in building me up into a pattern of obedience that I may not enjoy or want to do. I'm hoping he exercises me and grows me in there. But yeah, I took this as just chastisement. And with that in mind, I also, initially I didn't think about this, but I considered later on, and I'll tell you why in a minute, but I considered later on that this might relate to certain fellowships that I might have walked away from uh, without his permission. Like maybe he led me there that I, I shouldn't have turned away for my own selfish reasons. And, um, and so let me, let me talk about that for a minute. So in July, I went to Colorado Springs. You guys saw the, or heard the last podcast episode where I went to Colorado Springs and I featured, uh, uh Austin and as an interviewee, that was at the end, tail end of my, my visit there in Colorado Springs, just before I came back on my way there. I stayed in a uh, a hostel, which was a weird experience. But if you're going to do a hostel, I highly recommend <laughs> uh, the pad, which is really cool. It's actually kind of a cool hostel. Um, it's in it's in Colorado. It's a couple hours west of Colorado Springs. Um, yeah, if you're going to do a hostel, try that. It's kind of cool. But yeah, I stayed in a hostel. Basically, it's a bunk bed where you're surrounded by other people kind of weird as long as you mind your own business you you can be left alone um i didn't sleep well though somebody brought kids in and those kids were screaming it was awful anyway so right around 3 30 i woke up feeling like the lord was telling me to get up and spend time with him guess what i did i disobeyed I, I, uh, I woke up and I reached for my smartphone saying, if it's three o'clock, I'm going to get up. And it was three 30 on the dot. And I'm like, well, it's three 30 and not three o'clock. So I'm going back to sleep. Shame on me. I'm sorry, father. Anyway, I went back to sleep, but as I went back to sleep about, hmm, 20 minutes into falling back asleep, 
the Lord spoke to me, and he gave me uh, a visual reminder of that fellowship that I had left, and basically said, go back. And I had left it for, for basically I had left it because I had been uh, caught in a, uh, a moment of nakedness, and um, nothing I did actually wrong but i was very vulnerable and i got caught being vulnerable and i didn't like that and i just i just i felt ashamed and i wanted to get away from that but the thing is um there's a give and take in any sort of fellowship environment that's this is a house church environment and and so i i have not come back yet but i will be following up with them and, and letting them know i'm gonna i feel like god wants me to go back it, like I say, there's a there's a give and take. I know that I wasn't just getting out of it. I was also uh, Christ in me, with my personality, my giftings, my unique spiritual giftings, whatever they are, whatever they are. They benefited from it, whether I like it or not. And um, so, yeah, I I need to go back. And so, um. So there's that. I that expands, that adds to my schedule. But I think I can fit that in. Um, it does require me to do a lot of bouncing around, unfortunately. But I can do that. <laughs> Finish one church service, rush to another. <laughs> That's actually the way I like it, and I like to glean and partake of fellowship, different styles, different kinds different balance, different sense of balance, different leadership. Uh, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think that's actually really healthy. The way I put it, I've, I've shared this with other people, is I like to fill my week with different church environments. And I, 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 the way I put it is, it's like a multi-course meal. Where every, like, you can't expect one meal to give you all of your needs, your nutritional needs. But with a multi-course meal, one course is a salad, one course is your main dish, one course is a dessert or whatever, you know. Um, you know, that's actually really balanced in, in how you work with, with God's people, I believe, and how you work with the kingdom. I think that God would, would have us do that if we could, to glean from other uh, other established organizations, other established fellowships everybody because everybody is it's it's really about body life <clears throat> if you can glean uh from a hand over here and a nose over here and an ear over there you get the benefits from all these different body parts since one fellowship is not likely to have all of the body part interactions that you need in one place i'll tell you what is definitely inadequate is going to a place where you have a bunch of pews and a and a, a, a pulpit and you you show up and you sing some songs and you hear a good sermon you go home and you and that's it for the week that is that is not body life and that is not good nutrition i'm sorry that's just if, if you believe that that's appropriate that that's sufficient you're you're brainwashed You've been brainwashed by the Western business culture that is uh, Western churchianity. Um, 
all right so i was applying this prophetic word of you know don't say i won't go there or i won't deal with that person those two remarks from that prophetic word i'm applying that to this instruction saying go back can't put reservations like that on my uh, on my own behalf unless the lord himself says shake the dust off your feet because they're not accepting of me if they're not doing that if, if that's not the say the case i shouldn't be walking away if he led me there so there's that um and but really it's about obedience the whole thing the, the main thing about that prophetic word is about obedience Obey me. If I tell you to do something, obey me. A lot of the times that God has spoken to me that I've shared here on this vlog, whether today or in, in episodes past, a lot of them sound like God is he's coming across as very stern. And as uh, as Brian, my friend Brian, was pointing out, he speaks to each of us differently. I actually really identify with stern and i i actually very much appreciate that i feel loved with that because in in the spiritual sense i have i do need more maturing <clears throat> and so i need that uh i need that so not to get too hung up on that but i just want to say uh clarify that in case anybody's wondering about why why john why do you think that why do you think that that's god if he's so mean like that no he's not mean he's stern but he's stern because i need a father figure uh, in my as my heavenly father, and I relate to that really well. I need that. The other thing is, I have had a really difficult time properly showing him respect. It's one of the reasons why I got complacent, is I failed to maintain an understanding of a fear of the Lord. So he's helping restore that sense of respect in me. And I'm not just talking about reverence. I'm talking about, um, anyway, I'm talking about properly respecting him as my, my father. All right. The other, another thing about that word is don't try to be someone that you're not. Be the person you were designed to be. I immediately assumed that that was talking about, you know, don't be uh, one of these other, these other podcasts. Don't try to assume that you're going to be one of these other podcasters or, or vloggers, or whatever that are very outspoken, and that might be true. You might be saying, "Don't be, don't be one of these very well-known, well-pronounced uh, guys that are very famous. Be yourself," and that very well could be his main point. Um, as I was continuing in my recent uh, this this thing that I have picked up recently with fitness, where I've doing been doing strength training, my strength training uh, routine is actually very very time consuming and it occurred to me that that quote actually <laughs> hit me again the the routine that i do is very it's it's five hours it's time consuming um i mean combined so lower body uh, routine and then two different upper body routines uh, combined all combined it's about five hours and Ultimately, there's it's it's lightweight body it's 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 bodybuilding and there's an extent where like I get need to be where I'm, I'm comfortable enough and I just need to be 
I need to be healthy-ish, and, but I don't need to be big. And I think that's where that might apply there as well. I don't need to be big. Muscles grow to reflect the work that you do. I'm a, I'm I'm a software developer. I'm not I am not a construction worker. I'm not a I'm not out there on the farm. <laughs> I I'm a software developer. Yeah, I'm a and and now a podcaster. So I don't I don't need to be big because that's not really representing um my lifestyle. So maybe that's I'm just applying that as well. Don't don't try to be someone that you're not. Be the person you were designed to be. Okay. I do want to be healthy though, and I definitely was not designed to be a big fat slob that I was a year ago, uh, five years ago. I was, uh, you know, playing computer games all day every day, and uh, and then I got into motorcycling, and so I became a big fat slob of a motorcyclist. <laughs> and instead of playing computer games, I was out there motorcycling, but I was still a big fat slob. So yeah, so I lost a lot of weight recently. I've shared that a couple of times. I don't want to embellish on that too much. I just want to say I'm applying that particular prophetic word to myself. Don't be trying to be someone that you're not. Be the person you're designed to be. That's not going to be a big fat slob, but it's also not going to be a big uh, bodybuilder. I just want to be healthy. And I want to be healthy for for two, re- three, okay, three reasons and three people. Number one, God, I want to be uh I want to be a useful vessel for service to the Lord. Number two, myself. I want to be healthy. Um, I want to be. I want to know that I'm going to last. I'm going to be uh, not going to be dying of uh, of poor health anytime soon. And I still got a ways to go. I'm still have, like I said before. I got about thirty pounds. If I really want to be trim, maybe twenty pounds. If I really want to be uh, where I want to be, but. Uh, the third person is eventually I'm going to get married. And I, I, I just believe that it's important whether you're a man or a woman, men, for whatever reason, in our generation, especially here in America, men have forgotten that their health matters. Like it's important, especially like it's important to your, if you're single and you want to get married, you need to get healthy. And I'm, that's a separate episode. I do want to talk about that sometime, but guys lose weight. Seriously, this is not optional if you want the best marriage. If you want, because the thing is, physical chemistry matters. If you don't have physical chemistry, you're going to have a broken marriage. And because attraction, God put that in us. God put that in human beings for purposes of enjoyment of marriage, period, end of story. So if you're not physically attractive, but you can change that by way of losing weight, and there's nothing, there's nothing that improves your uh, physical attractiveness than losing weight. Scientific fact. And um, seriously, it's not even about getting big and buff. It's just thin down if you're fat. And this really only matters to, this really only matters to Westerners, uh, uh, Americans. We're the fat folk. We're the, we're the ones that are that are big and slobby. <laughs> um, if you're in a you know a, another country where everybody's thin, this doesn't apply to you because y'all y'all are all beautiful. <laughs> so uh, I'm just saying it like it is, guys. Um, I need to I need to keep uh, losing the weight, but I have lost a lot of weight, and uh, yeah, so. So going back to the whole fitness thing, I was trying to thin down and, and 
buff up a little bit because I know that that will improve. Um, <laughs> as long as I maintain some consistency going forward, though, I don't need to do five hours uh, uh, twice a week um, to to maintain to maintain that. So I'm going to move on. I've, I've talked enough about that. Anyway, so yeah, so I went on this Mario Marilla trip. I enjoyed the whole Tent Crusade. I was there on the uh, intercessory prayer team. And at the end, remember I had that uh, interview with Austin that I shared as well. The, the, the previous night, that early that morning before I showed up uh, at Austin's house to do that interview, I set my alarm clock to 3 a.m. because I wanted to spend some time with the Lord. Like enough of this waiting for God to wake me up at three. How about I wake me up at three? Eh? How about I start making a habit of doing that more often? At least now and then, ideally every night. If I can get, if I can go to bed on time and sleep well, I should be doing that every single night. I think I want to do that from now on. That hasn't been working because I haven't been sleeping well at night. And that's a different uh, discussion, but, um, yeah, I set my alarm at 3 a.m. I woke up, I worshipped him, and when I worship, I don't think I mentioned this before, I do this on my face. I think that's the proper way to approach the Lord. That's the proper way to bow before the Lord in prayer. That's the proper prayer closet posture, is on your face. Like, whole body down, your forehead is touching the floor. And then you open your mouth. And then you say, I worship you, God. You are worthy of everything that I am. Anyway, uh, that's my uh, that's my approach. Not to... I don't... <laughs> I'm just sharing how God has taught me. Because Holy Spirit taught me this. Um, I'm not taking any credit for... like I'm not trying to like be overly pious. I'm just sharing what God taught me. And it's effective. Um, because he does talk to me more when I'm in that posture. Um, and so as I'm speaking to him and praising him and worshiping him, I ponder on whether I should grab my prayer journal. He does kind of say, okay, grab your prayer journal. And I pause, I hesitate, and I'll just continue to worship him. And it's like, okay, grab your, pa- your prayer journal. I'm like, okay, all right. So I get up, I grab my prayer journal. Let me tell you, when he gives me words for my prayer journal, the way he does it, he'll give me about three or four words at a time, and I just or a phrase, and I just write it down, and then I'll wait, and he'll give me another phrase, a clause, and I'll just keep writing, and I just write and write until I don't hear him anymore. He gave me a full page. And... um I want to go ahead and read it to you because this was for me, but um, as I've shared this with others, um, he, the Lord is consistent. His He does communicate uniquely to us, but when I when it like in general, His character is consistent across everyone, and so. 
not the how, but the what he says to me is going to be consistent with anyone, any of his children. And so I think that um, anybody can benefit from my reading of this, even though this was uh, for me. He's he's kind of pushing me to get some more consistency about my uh, my devotion time with him and my readiness. So I'll just go ahead and read this. So this was on July 22nd, 2023. Be prepared in season and out of season. By the way, that's the scripture. Don't wait for me or someone to encourage you to get preparations ready. Always be ready to move. I take great pleasure in readiness. Yours is worth achieving. From readiness will I guide your ways and give you instruction. You have full potential in me to, to do great things when you ready and steady yourself by remaining in my word and remaining in me. Remember that no one can come to the Father but by my blood, so always remember the blood. Remember the sacrifice. Your own sacrifice is merely a reflection of the love Jesus showed the Father, but that is how you should love the Father in submission to obedience, even to the point of death. Great men died in the process of worship. Greater men still are yet to be revealed. Use today as a humble sacrifice offering. Give me your time and your talents, and I will reward you for your obedient efforts. Don't squander the opportunities ahead. Let every day count. Cast your burdens on me. Keep your eyes focused on me. I am the prize. And I will direct your paths and make them straight. Take full authority against the enemy. Don't let any mountain stand in your way. You were made for readiness and obedience. Any other ways of living is outside of your design and is sin. So rise up, child, and live out your days in accordance to my design and purpose. Take each day into the next with the wholeness and readiness that I give you. And you will not fail, because I don't fail. <laughs> Sorry, he just hit me. Um, Thank you, God. Um, I wanted to go over some of this. This, first of all, like I say, he is consistent. Like when you, when I get stuff like this, I know it's him. I know it's him. like there was some of this stuff I didn't know where he was going with this, and I'm like, ooh, whoa! Like your own sacrifice is merely a reflection of the love Jesus showed the Father, but that is how you should love the Father, in submission to obedience, even to the point of death. Great men died in the process of worship. Greater men still are yet to be revealed. I'm going, I'm writing this stuff down like four or five words at a time. I didn't know where this was going. I can't come up with this stuff. I'm not this good. That's amazing. That's really good stuff. So, again, I'm going to, if I start from the top, be prepared in season and out of season. This is the gist of this whole message. And this is this comes straight from Scripture. Be prepared in season and out of 
season. Pardon me, I am looking this up. That is Second Timothy chapter four, verse two. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. But yeah, uh, be prepared in season and out of season. The whole thing with don't wait for me or someone to encourage you to get preparations ready, it goes back to waiting for some kind of prophetic confirmation. He doesn't want me to keep doing that. I'm guilty of that. He wants, because I know better. I know better. I will guide your ways and give you instruction as you from your readiness. From your readiness. I'll guide you and give you instruction. You have full potential in me to do great things when you ready and steady yourself by remaining in my word and remaining in me. This is about abide in me. So when Jesus said, let me look that up real quick. It was John 16, wasn't it? John, somewhere around there. Oh yeah, it was uh, John 15. Uh, verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Verse 6, if you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that's thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. Verse 7, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Verse 8, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So, what is the condition of bearing fruit according to this scripture? Remaining in Him. And what's the consequences of not remaining in Him? Doing nothing. Being able to do nothing. So, uh, this is all biblical. Remembering the blood. So the thing about remembering the blood is is that he's reminding me that I, in myself, um, I'm not even able to access Father. I don't even have access to God, but for the blood. I have zero power, zero spiritual power, but by the blood. The blood is what enables us to have full uh, adoption, full acceptance by Father as his child. So always remember the blood, always remember the sacrifice. And, you know, communion is something that I should be doing more often on my own time. I'm saying that, I'm calling that out to myself. I haven't been doing that. I'm going to get myself some club crackers and some juice and... <laughs> have myself some communion pretty soon here on the regular, <clears throat> regularly. But this whole notion of this is how you should love Father. Jesus demonstrated how we should love Father. He, all the way to the cross, oh, that's so beautiful, all the way to the cross, he demonstrated obedience. He demonstrated how he was being led by Father to do what Father wanted him to do, and he just did it, even to the point of death. And I'm, I'm, I'm taken here because, like I said, 
when I was writing this down, I didn't know that this is where this was going. And I get that written out, and I'm like, oh my goodness, he's here. This is not me. I am not, I'm not, I'm not this, I'm not this good. Greater men still are yet to be revealed. <laughs> right now, that ain't me. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure me out. <laughs> okay. Use today as a humble sacrifice offering. Well, this literal day, that day I wrote this, when I went back to bed, I woke up and I interviewed Austin and I applied. He said, use, uh, give me your time and your talents. That's what I did with Austin. And I um, went, uh, did the interview, drove towards home for a few hours, got a hotel, did some editing. And uh, by the next morning, I had that uploaded. So that that, well, that was fulfilling that particular command. But that was really, I mean, this word, I can apply this every day. Uh, every day. Every day I use today as a humble sacrifice offering. Every day I give him my time and my talents. Every day I do that and he will reward me for my obedient efforts. Don't squander the opportunities ahead. How many times have I squandered my days playing, wading through uh, video shorts and, and, oh man, at least I don't have a TV anymore in my life. But I mean, it used to be such a waste of time. At least I don't play computer games anymore. May I never do that again. Find myself wasting all my time playing computer games, watching TV. Let every day count. Cast your burdens on me and keep your eyes focused on me. How many times have I taken my burdens and turned them into idols? The, the cares of my personal life, I have turned them around and made them the priority of my thought life instead of just going back to embellish on how much I love Jesus and want to obey him, and want to worship him. So daily I keep having to, well, hasn't been daily. <laughs> I've been trying to do it daily. I've been having to uh, basically apologize to God for allowing idolatry in my life. I know he does not tolerate idolatry of any kind. So I don't want to be living in any way idolatrous that is uh that is the worst way that i may s cause my days to be squandered he is the prize you know he had me write that down um you know i am the prize he is the prize just days prior i pondered among friends uh just talking to uh John Brown actually in front and, and hanging out with some friends there at, at the prayer house over by um over at the church. That uh you know, Paul was talking about anticipating the prize, and I was like, What is the prize? I was asserting that maybe the prize is getting a higher level in your position in heaven as opposed to just getting in heaven. 
but he's saying, hey, you know, I, that's me. I'm the prize. I was the prize Paul was talking about. And I will direct your paths and make them straight. What I wrote was he will direct your paths and make them straight. So there's this whole paragraph here where I was using, I was writing uh, God as he instead of I, but when I read it to you, it was I. Um, there's a reason for that. I, play, I think relates to how Holy Spirit never speaks of himself, etc. But um, I think that's related. I'm not sure, but it's also related to how the Bible itself quotes these things in uh, third person he. So, sorry, I'm rambling. That is scriptural. He will direct your paths and make them straight. Obviously, that's straight from the Bible. Take full authority against the enemy. Don't let any mountain stand in your way. You know what? Here's something else that, uh, that I would share. Some months ago, uh, I was in prayer and I grabbed my prayer journal. I was like, okay, God, do you have any, do you have a word for me? I'm just going to sit here and wait, see if you have anything for me to write down. And I waited a bit, and then he gave me a one-liner. He said, speak to your mountain. And that was enough to ponder on for the day. That's all he gave me. Speak to your mountain. That's not the that's not the only time he's given me a one liner, but that day he it was that one. That one specifically is not in the Bible except except for where Jesus says that uh that you could say you could command a mountain to be thrown be cast into the sea and it will it will obey if you have enough if you have faith. And in this context, you can see that the mountain he's talking about is obstacles. So instead of, and this came up in the men's meeting where somebody was saying, you know, you'd have a, you have a goal, which is your calling, but then you get these obstacles. And so as long as you continue to walk, you have to go around your obstacles. You end up in this journey going around your obstacles. I didn't speak up. I feel like I might, perhaps I should have, but this makes me ponder. Maybe instead of going around your mountains, you speak to your mountains. Get out of my way, mountain. He's saying this in the context of dealing with the enemy. Don't let the enemy... What did he say? Sorry. Take full authority against the enemy. Don't let any mountain stand in your way. The enemy throws these obstacles in your path. He's saying take authority against the enemy. Rise up, child, and live out your days in accordance to my design and purpose. You know, when he was saying, and this is this is something that actually, um, I took this very, very seriously when he said, "You, you were made for readiness and obedience. Any other ways of living is outside of your design and is sin." We think of sin as as individual activities that we do that's that are wrong but in this case this is talking about sin of omission right it, it any deviation from our design where the design is readiness any deviation from our design where our design is obedience failing to obey i i get it but failing to be ready hmm Failing to be ready is sin. 
<laughs> that's sobering. I don't want to be a sinful person, but by letting any day go by where I have not readied myself, where I haven't steadied myself in his word and abiding in him, I am already in sin. Wow, I never thought of it that way, and it makes perfect sense. And it's sobering. It's sobering. Are you with me on this? You guys with me on this? We need to all be ready. It's it's. This is all about the the parable of of the five bride uh, bridesmaids, right? Where the ten the ten, five of them had their their oil full, five of them had them full, five of them only had half full. The ones that had it full, uh, all ten of them were trying to be ready. They were they were anticipating the arrival of the groom all of them had oil but half of them only had half the oil the other half were full and so when they went out to to do something um, they had enough oil but the others the others they ran out of oil and they weren't able to enjoy the marriage and they got left out this is not a place where you want to be but this is what I, I ponder on when I think, when I read about readiness, it's about having the oil full, not half full, fully full. Be being filled. My dad is a, was a pastor. He would always say that. He'd always preach that. that. Be being filled at all times. Be being filled with his living water. Be being filled by his daily bread, by the word, by his presence, by abiding in him daily every single day always full and you will not fail because i do not fail huh. <laughs> you know the very first time i wrote down a long prayer journal entry it was it was about this long and it was powerful and one of the things he said in there is you work for me now you work for me now. And I've applied that to my day job too. Like I don't work for my employer. I work for God. I just am assigned at my station, which is my day job. My boss is, is just someone that I have been assigned to work with by my father, my heavenly father. But knowing that I work for him, he is the king and my boss Knowing that he doesn't fail, I can tackle every single exercise, every single task he gives me with confidence, knowing that he does not fail. He does not waste his breath. He does not waste his time with frivolous commands, frivolous instructions. There may be times where we would fail, but that's purely for our growth. That's not because of his own failure. And 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 it's not really... A failure in itself it's a learning opportunity but in general the opportunities need to be seen as opportunities even in what seem to be failures they're not failures the growth opportunities he does not fail he's always growing us all right I need to uh, get back on track here so I shared that 
I broke it down. So when I wrote this word that I just shared and I uh, and I pondered on it w with you guys, but after I wrote it down, I think the Lord, I closed it. I went back to bed. Again, this is still before that interview with uh, with Austin. Within about ten minutes of going back to bed, back to sleep. He dumped on me a new, a fresh instruction. And that fresh instruction was, I've got another thing I want you to do, another creative project I want you to do. I'm putting into words what he did not put in words. He just dumped the visualization in my face, which was a vlog, a daily vlog. He said, living streams where you're, you're getting uh, scripture or prophetic word or some, some thought, some, some concern or thought, and you're sharing it and then daily. So living streams daily. And what's funny is the logo that, that it became, I've already set this up, is exactly what I saw in, my, uh, in this vision, living streams daily with this beautiful stream i found on google images this beautiful stream as the uh as the logo so you guys can find that actually it's not a podcast i'm i'm not sure if i should make it a podcast um i haven't prioritized doing that but it is a vlog so um it's available on tiktok it's available on facebook and it's available on youtube any of those just look for living streams daily I have already been doing posting daily for uh, a little over a week now, and uh, about a week. And you know, like I like I say, it's either it's either a scripture um, where I may or may not embellish on the scripture, or it's just a uh, an inspirational thought or a concern that I feel that it might be on the Lord's mind, certainly on mine. Um, or it's an actual prophetic word. And actually one of those posts was this same word that I just shared with you. Um, so again, feel free to find that uh, because that's going to be there daily. Where I change podcast is only going to be, uh, apparently it's, it's every other week. I was hoping to do it weekly. And uh, it'll be, it'll be a, a, a more of a longer term cadence, obviously. But the daily one is going to be daily. I'm going to be committed. And I knew it when I saw it, when he gave me that as I, was, I went to sleep. I knew what his, he meant, what, what his intentions were, just by intuition. Which is, John, I'm, which is basically, John, I'm not kidding. I want you to uh, have readiness and steadiness as you abide in me. And so here's my challenge for you to... To be challenged as a, as a matter of accountability, I'm telling you, get into my word, spend time with me daily in order to be able to produce something daily for this vlog. <laughs> I would do that. If I was trying to, you know, teach a kid, I would say, you know what? I've, I'm telling you, you need to do a thing. I'm going to have an accountability system for you. Here, we'll make it even fun, <laughs> or at least a challenge, a fun challenge. Do this vlog. Do this. 
I, I actually literally had this uh, happen. I worked at a company called GoDaddy. You guys have probably heard of GoDaddy. I worked at GoDaddy for a while. And uh, they required us every other week to blog the a, a status update, whatever we've been up to and and how we feel about things about the company or whatever. And our leaders, the, the company leaders would, would then read that blog as accountability. And so like, <laughs> it's the same thing. I work for him now. I work for a heavenly father now. So he's given me this, this challenge. Maybe you guys should start a vlog. You know, if that's the challenge that you need in order to, uh, in order to have daily readiness and steadiness to have daily abiding in him. Maybe you should start a vlog. Maybe the challenge, see, I'm not trying to toot my own horn with this vlog. I, I'm not trying. In fact, this, this is actually one of the hardest things about <clears throat> having created that, the, the living streams daily. Again, that's what to look for on Facebook or on TikTok or on YouTube, living streams daily. Creating that actually it's been the one of the hardest things is that I feel like I'm losing friends where I am hoping that people will develop an interest and appreciation for the effort. It, it, I feel like they see my effort and they, and I'm just, I don't mean to be reading minds. I tend to do that, but I feel like they might be saying, Oh, John is just trying to toot his own horn. He's just trying to market himself. He's trying to be pious in front of everybody and they're rolling their eyes and they're not, they're not interested in tuning in. And I can't, uh, I can't blame them for thinking that way. If they think that way, literally, I'm just trying to be obedient because he gave me this thing, this visualization, living streams daily. Oh, he, that's what he did. <laughs> and daily. I'm like, really, God? Initially, my reaction was, oh, you really want me to take this seriously? Of course you do. Oh, okay. Fine. I'll take you up on that challenge. I don't want to be disobedient. Now that I've been doing it for a week, I'm pretty sure I can pull this off. And it's good for me. And I'm developing a new discipline. But what it's not doing for me is, is building a network of followers. It wasn't, I mean, that might come, but people are not uh, giving me thumbs up at all about it. Um, <clears throat> I got the occasional like, maybe three likes across the board, and most of them are from my family side, friends of family. That said... Um, so that that happened before again before the thing with uh, the interview with Austin in the last episode. Then I came home, and so I've come back. I've been working on this living streams daily, and then I've got family who's coming to visit. I've got a sister and brother-in-law who come to visit, and I've been accommodating for them. I've also been trying to change up my fitness approach. I mentioned how strength training was taking up too much time. Uh, sorry for completely changing the topic, but I'm just telling you, 
where I'm at. I have tried to get into running. Uh, so I went down to Planet Fitness, got into running, immediately got blisters. So I had to go out and buy new shoes. I'm broke already. So, but I went out and got some new Nikes, tried it again, no blisters. And now I'm committing to do running ideally every other day. I can't promise anything. But then with uh, family coming, uh, they did a bunch of yard work. I joined them. Been too busy to do fitness. So I'm sorry. This is rambling. But I guess where I'm going is I've been busy. <laughs> and um, I mean, because I got my day job on top of that. And uh, trying to accommodate this new vlog. So busy as I may have been, I feel like I'm combination of being... <laughs> It's really interesting. I am being challenged to grow and it's in my private life. I have involved myself with a couple different church fellowships while still being called back to a third one that I, I was originally a part of when I moved here. And which again, I still haven't done uh, followed up with them yet. I will. I'm being grown. And oh, and I also should say I'm pondering the idea of going to uh, this college course thing that the local church is hosting. In fact, there's both of the churches that I am involved with are doing something similar, at least by name. And I don't have a lot of time to to apply. The one with greater notoriety is very expensive. And so I got to figure out financially whether I can afford to do that. And I got to figure that out within days, not months, days. So I'm under a lot of pressure. <laughs> All of this is going somewhere, which is, guys, I am under a lot of personal growth myself. I'm trying to maintain um, a cadence with change podcasts, and I really, really am looking forward to that. I have a lot to share. I have a lot of stuff I still want to go over in the coming episodes. Um, there's a couple topics that I'm really looking forward to getting into. And it's just going to be a matter of, of focus. Um, there's some people that I want to also talk to uh, in interviews, and it's it's going to be it's going to be good. But meanwhile, I'm still doing a lot of personal change and personal growth, personal transformation myself. Here's where I'm getting at. I'm leading to, and it's been a long time talking to get to this to say this. I'm in a I am very much in a wilderness season. I am in the wilderness right now. I spent 17 years in Phoenix, Arizona. So then I get called to Idaho. I get told, go to Idaho, be with, be with your parents. Take care of them, honor them. I get here, because I'm cutting that short, story short. I got, I got prophetic word out of nowhere saying, go to Idaho. Again, I... <laughs> I, in that case, I needed it because I had siblings keeping me from moving forward. But were it not for this confirmation via, you know, prophetically, I would have given up. But I get, like, I get to Idaho. I did enjoy a year-ish of, well, half a year-ish of just enjoying camaraderie with. Um, Brian and Jessica Constant, they were neighbors down the street with uh, a church down the way with, uh, and then the house church network that I was a part of, the one that I need to get back to. 
etc. I'm and now I've been involved with a couple different churches and I'm like now I am totally <laughs> I am in private development mode. And and so like here I am I am totally heads down I've I've been doing fasting I've been doing uh finding myself jumping around in the bible I've been trying to juggle my time with the lord and these vlogs and podcasts and uh church time and family time I I had to check in with my family multiple times a day make sure they're doing okay this has been a wonderful exercise a wonderful time but it's also been a time totally of being in the wilderness i'm totally in the wilderness i am stuck in heads down mode and i'm not complaining to anybody about it because this is actually a very very precious wilderness time what do you do in wilderness times? Ask anybody who's been through wilderness time, because honestly, it's new to me. I wouldn't have known until I had gone through it. Wilderness time is a time to be reflective, to be at the feet of Jesus, to go through processes of like mental processes. I've gone through so many mental processes where he's, the Lord has walked me through lessons, things I had to think through, things that would keep me up at night. Uh, I've had to, I've had to go through major, major overhauls about my worldviews, about all kinds of things lately, <coughs> over the last half year. Some of that has been related to in preparation for marriage. Some of that has been in relation to my uh, masculinity, not just for marriage, but with respect to who I am as a man in this world, as I'm being called into ministry, as I'm being called to work with people in a masculine form and not as a sissy, as a coward, as I've been in the past. I honestly have been called a coward for good reason. I have been called a coward for good reason. Even like I'm talking about during this time span that I've just shared. I have, ah, oh, it's embarrassing to know that. And even in the last, what was it, just a month or two ago, I would go to church and we they asked us to prophetically pray for each other where, you know, if the Lord would reveal how to pray for this person next to you. The person next to me, is, <laughs> they're praying <laughs> that God would give me um not confidence what's the word not boldness but the opposite of fear um courage <laughs> courage a person whose desperate prayer is that he gets courage reflects that i have been according to the holy spirit Someone who's dealing with cowardice. <laughs> you know, I'm going to share this again sometime, but there was one point where I was in a house fellowship in Phoenix. I was in Glendale. 
And uh, out of nowhere, this prophetic lady shows up. I didn't know she was prophetic. And I'm talking about how God is talking to me in the shower, giving me uh, Colossians 2-3. I shared that in the previous episode. How cool that was. And then she, this woman, just starts telling her testimony. And all of a sudden, she turns to me. Because she's going to go around the room, and I'm first. I didn't ask for this. But she starts prophesying over me. She doesn't speak English. She speaks in Spanish. So everything she's saying, she's being translated. So I'm going to share some of this another time. But one of the things she was doing was, like she was saying, you need to speak like a man because you are a man. So say it after me. Say it after me. I'm going to talk like a man because I am a man. I'm going to talk like a man because I am a man. Say it again. Say it louder. Say it it like you mean it. I'm going to talk like a man because I am a man. I'm going to talk like a man because I am a man. Say it again. Say it louder. And when this is going on like five or six times, and I'm like, I'm going to talk like a man because I am a man. I didn't know what she was getting at, but I'm like, okay. Here I was host of a of a roommate who had issues, his own issues. Love the Lord, precious man of God, but he had issues. Uh, Dragon demons in my house. Anyway, I figured it was something about that. Over time, I I kind of realized it's not just that. It's all across the board. And it's also about, you know, holding one of my uh, uh, one of my call one of my responsibilities i've discovered is kind of being a man kind of be a watchman on the wall and when i get into the cowardice stuff it's when i see a problem and instead of going out to the problem whether it's a person or it's a system that i know that god has put me there because i need to call it out because he's given me a responsibility of watchman on the wall. I should be calling it out in love. Not criticizing. I'm not talking about, talking about criticizing. I'm talking about calling out real sin. Just like my father had been through. Etc. Instead, I'd find myself very uncomfortable and I'd go home crying. I don't want to be here. Why do I have to watch this? Boo-hoo. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, cowardice, guys. It's bad. This has happened. It's happened. It was bad. Not... Some of it, I'd say the bulk of what's been surfaced as me being cowardice has been during this three-year time span. So if so if you're listening and you recall me uh uh running away crying maybe consider that you were the situation you were witnessing the situation or you were the situation <laughs> where I I I did not have the uh the masculinity proper to have a spine to speak up about something that I observed. 
And I know for a fact that there was a case or two where I did speak up about a symptom, but I did not speak up about the source of the problem. And that's all I'm going to say about that. God's got some growing in me to continue to do, but that has come up. So, yeah, so processes. So, for the last half year in this wilderness, I've been going through processes. Um, Another thing that's come up in the processes regarding uh, readiness for for marriage is, and I'm, I'm nervous about sharing this, I'm going to I'll just brief, be brief about this <clears throat> cuz I'm going to get into this another another episode in more detail but um it's regarding my sexuality. I mean, and I'm not talking about LGBTQ kind of confusion. I'm talking about um the fact that, you know, for for a couple of decades I struggled with pornography. And it's one thing to get weaned off of pornography where I'm, you know, was consuming it on the regular, like I was re- regularly consuming it and, and I just, he just freed me from that and I'm just free and I just don't have to worry about that anymore. That's one thing, <clears throat> but it's something else entirely to, to have your worldview about women corrected after the damage done from what was taught to you from pornography. That's, that's a whole different matter. And so long and short of it is, and I summed this up recently in a men's meeting. So if there's any ladies hearing this, I don't, I'm, I'm really, I'm nervous about sharing this, but I'll, I'm just going to share it anyway. Yeah, there's a there's a scripture that says, um, "Wives, your body doesn't belong to you; it belongs to your husband. And husbands, likewise, your body doesn't belong to you; it belongs to your wife." And this is talking about you know, it's talking about the marriage bed. This is talking about you know, don't keep. It's about being one flesh, right? The realization, one of the realizations is like that wives part, like there was, I've always known this, but this is, I'm just having to swallow where this is going to take me. The wives part, husbands aren't supposed to be heeding that. That's none of our business. Our business is the husband's part. And a lot of men have the mindset to take the wives part and use that to take. Our responsibility is not to take. Our responsibility is to be, is to minister to the person that we're with. I say our, I mean the husband's responsibility. So for those who are designed for marriage, and someday I will be, my responsibility will be not to take in the marriage bed, but to minister to the person that I'm with. That's my job. My job is not to take. And so if I approach the marriage bed with the intent to take, uh, at this point, I would consider that abuse. That, that's just, a, that's abusive. And porn teaches abuse, abuse in that regard. It's all of it. 
a hundred percent of it. Even the stuff that's that supposedly seems to be like what the world would call ministering to the other person. That's that's still taking. You know, you're taking. That's all I'm going to say about that. But the point being, I intend to approach that calling in ministry with what the Bible spells out. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Um, but the whole, you know, your body belongs to your wife, that's, that, that also goes back to, I want to be healthy. So that's why also why I care about fitness, because my body doesn't belong to me. It belongs to my future spouse. I'm trying to love my future spouse now uh, in anticipation of that responsibility. I don't, I'm not looking to get much out of, that's enough. I, I've said enough. I'm just saying, like, this is just another example of processing that I've been going through. <clears throat> um, so, another thing about processing that he's put me through is, obviously, this prioritization detail about how he he really wants me to prioritize my time with him and prioritize my time in the Word above everything else even to that end, I don't get into, I like, I started to do, start a side business because I wanted, I needed the extra income. I know that he will bless that effort. I do know that. But I put that on hold because he said, I will bless that. He wrote, I, had, I wrote this down. He said, I will bless that, but only as it's secondary to you pursuing me and pursuing your calling. And so I've been focusing. I just want to get this nailed down. This is my job number one. I work for him. I work for him. Whether I'm side business or my day job, my my boss is him. He is my boss. And if his primary uh, instruction, the main thing of obedience is to spend time in his word and spend time with him, then if I if I am not adequately doing that job, I don't want to work on anything else. So I'm not apologizing. Not even to my future wife. I'm not apologizing for holding off on that extra, that second job, that side gig, whatever it is I'm trying to do. Uh, let me clarify. I would apologize that I had to, that I had to hold off. I feel like it's been a mis an issue of self-discipline that has kept me from succeeding in accomplishing the, the requirement to daily ready myself and steady myself in Him. And, and so I take responsibility for that fault. I am so vulnerable sharing all of this stuff with you guys. This is so personal. I'm really making myself vulnerable with you guys because there's not much there's not much left in my life that that I haven't disclosed. I mean, there's stuff. <laughs> there's people. 
but like it's uh, you're getting the bulk of of what i what life has been like and um i'm hoping that as i'm sharing all this what i'm going through what i'm processing what i'm thinking about sharing about my journey my pacing I'm hoping that I'm setting an example that's actually good. I'm hoping that I'm re I'm demonstrating a life that pleases the Lord and that sets an example for other believers. I'm hoping because I know that I, obviously I haven't arrived. I don't know if I ever will arrive out as long as I'm in the skin, <clears throat> but this part of this journey Like, down the road, ideally even this year, I would like to be in a position of a minister, of like a pastor or something like that. I don't know. I don't know who would take me in. I don't know what. And I certainly don't have a bachelor's degree in ministry to be able to validate that. And so I have to deal with people who are looking at me with skepticism that I'm I'm dealing with a lot of pride. And the truth is I'm coming at this knowing only only that God has called me out into a calling. That's it. And that I'm doing everything I can in scramble mode to pursue the calling and to be obedient. That's that's all I know. And part of that comes with with the experience of being told by multiple people prophetically a reference to a calling to some sort of pastoral role, which I think means different things depending on who you're talking to, who you're getting it from. I think Father would call a pastor someone who simply feeds his people. So in that sense, maybe you maybe as I read more of, of these prophetic words or read scripture, especially in the daily uh, living streams daily, maybe you could call that a pastoral thing. Western church Western church and churchianity mindset would say a pastor is is actually the ceo of the organization of a church or an assistant pastor is one of his devotees who you know is a staff member for that that whole thing i don't i don't see me doing that um not that i'm against becoming a, an assistant pastor somewhere but i'm just saying like what i see me doing is helping people find the pasture so that they can eat that's it and whether that's in a proper formal uh organization or not i see me playing a part in that whether simply by my example hey guys i'm over here where the grass is green over here over here over here maybe that's all it takes i don't know Maybe that's all I'm doing. I do know that I'm not alone. I mean, there's a lot of people doing a better, lot better job than I am, whether doing podcasts or vlogs or out on the streets or whatever. There's a lot of people out there doing that, and I'm not trying to compete with them. I'm just trying to be obedient. That's all I'm doing. I just want to be obedient. So, 
this has been a long rambling episode um a lot of vulnerability here there's so much vulnerability here but i just hope that all of it edifies and sets a good example guys uh so i'll i'll say this to to wrap this up <clears throat> Two things. First of all, I'm hoping that you're with me on the idealizing transformative change through submitting to the Holy Spirit by the power of the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus gives us access to the Holy Spirit and to God the Father. Only by the blood do we have full acceptance. Like only by the blood is God willing to embrace us as children as his children. But because of the blood, he does. And thank you for the blood. Thank him for the blood. <clears throat> it's worth it to pursue the change. Nobody's none of us have arrived. All of us has an area to grow in. All of us have a calling. So, in pursuit of the calling, in cooperation to his processes, pursue his change, pursue change. Remember that Christ heals, he anchors, he nurtures, he guides, and he empowers. So, all glory to Christ. That's the first thing. And to wrap up the first thing of the, of the couple things, let, I just want to give a, do a prayer. You guys are welcome to join me in prayer. Father, I thank you for this journey you've put me on. Thank you for the changes that you've been making in my own life. I thank you for this wilderness that I'm in this opportunity where you can continue to refine me and mold me and shape my character. I pray, God, that you bring the listener to a place, to a wilderness of their own, where they can become, where they can have the opportunity to develop disciplines and develop closeness with you as you're developing in me. And pray, God, that you give each of them that, that wonderful opportunity that I currently have to get away, to shut down the activities, and to just do self-development. Self-development within you. Development with loved ones. Development with body life. But even so, development. So that they can nurture their calling and nurture their who they are their whole being i pray god that you would anchor and nurture and guide and empower all of the listeners everyone listening thank you god that you've been doing that within my life keep this going god until the time comes where ministry where, where wilderness develops into real ministry 
and real ministry develops into lives change, other lives change. Kingdom development. Glorify your name in us, Lord. Glorify your, yourself in your kingdom. Thank you for this process. In Jesus' name, I want to say the second thing, which is simply, wherever you're listening, if you're listening on YouTube, you'll, you can also find the audio version on Spotify or on um, any of the other pod, common podcast uh, networks. <clears throat> uh, Amazon's, what is it called, Audible? Um, there's a bunch of other ones. Um, yeah, you can find me on there, except for Apple iTunes, like for whatever reason, the, the whole, the name of a, <laughs> the name of a podcast comes from Apple and they, they kind of invented the thing, I guess, but they're not letting me in. They're not letting anybody log in for whatever reason. It doesn't work for as a new, uh, as a new user. So, um, it's not there, but, uh, you can find me at the audio version there. It is a video podcast as well on Spotify. If you have the, uh, if you're a paid member of, of Spotify, or if you just log in, I think that works. Otherwise, um, and then again, I want to mention uh, the daily vlog called Living Streams Daily. You'll find that on TikTok or Facebook or YouTube. I have not yet made it a podcast, and I'll be mulling over whether to do that. And guys, I will, um, you can anticipate I will probably be able to do another uh, episode hopefully not as long-winded um, next week. Um, and if it's not a monologue, I'll probably have somebody just uh, chat things up with me. Um, we'll see how that goes. I have a couple possibilities in the pipeline. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Guys, uh, it is actually late for me tonight. I'm recording this. It's past midnight. So um, needless to say, I'm tired. I've been recording for... Uh, good hour and 46 minutes so thank you for your patience this has been a long long episode i had a lot to say a lot of vulnerability but again i appreciate that you took the time if you actually got this far i appreciate that you took the time to listen to all this and um i pray that god be with you and continue to transform your life and so until next time god bless you